Well, hello, this is Beth Jones at BethJones.net, and I want to welcome you to my official podcast, Beth Jones International Speaker Official Podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. We are going to be doing our fourth podcast in the January 2015 Goals and Dreams podcast series. And today's podcast is Make and Do Your Bucket List. What do you want to do this year and what would you love to do? I want to encourage you today to make 2015 the year to do new things and to make a bucket list. And if you've never heard of a bucket list, what it is is a list that you make before you kick the bucket, before you leave this earth or before Jesus comes. So I, what I want to do first is pray and then we'll get started. God, I just come before you in Jesus' name and I thank you for this day. God, I thank you that... You are always good, that you are love, that you love us, and that you have a purpose for our lives, and you also want us to enjoy our lives, God. You want us to glorify you, God, but you also want us to be happy and to be free and to have fun. And so, God, I pray that you would help us to make our bucket list for this year, to make new goals and new dreams. God, if the enemy has stomped on our dreams and caused us to lose hope, I pray that you would empower us with your hope, that we can make a new bucket list, God, that you would help us to make 2015 indeed our very best year ever. So God, I just pray these things. I ask for your anointing upon me. I pray you would bless a listener in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you to make 2015 the year to do new things, to make and do your bucket list. And your list can have anything you want on it. It can be to travel all over the world or travel someplace you've always wanted to go, to lose weight and get fit, to finish your college degree, to take a pottery wheel class or a painting class, to see the wonders of the world, to scuba dive, to swim with the dolphins, to record a record or a CD, to write a book, dye your hair blonde or blue, to get a coaching certificate, to become a fireman, to run a marathon or a half a marathon, to ride in a hot air balloon, to see the Eiffel Tower or the Leaning Tower of Pisa or Grand Canyon or the Statue of Liberty, to go zorbing. And if you're wondering, what is zorbing? Well, I posted it on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page today. It was first started in New Zealand, and what it is is a person, or you can even have a couple, getting inside of a giant ball, and then you roll down a hill. And I watched a video of it on YouTube, and it was great. It was so funny to watch. So maybe that's something you want to do, or something else more daring. I believe that God puts dreams in our hearts and he is able to fulfill those dreams. Now, sometimes God will surprise you. He'll just come along and all of a sudden you get this giant, totally unexpected surprise. And it's just such a blessing. And other times we have to work for our dreams. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says, For a dream comes through much activity and a fool's voice is known by his many words. So sometimes your dreams are going to come from working at your online biz or the job that you have and, and maybe saving money to do what you want to do. God might give you an inspired creative idea that results in revenue for your online business. Or it could also come from something like selling something 
on Etsy or Craigslist, getting money for it, and then you can take that money and go and do what it is that you're wanting to do. Last year, when we got our tax refund, and I had this all planned out when I knew how much we were going to get, I wrote down everything I wanted to do with that. What I did was I was able to bless Ray with a new Xbox, a new laptop computer, and I was also able to buy my new furniture that I wanted. Furniture that was in my own modern taste. I'd never been able to buy furniture for myself in the 23 years that Ray and I have been married, and I was finally able to get some love seats just like I wanted, and some other things like paintings that were in my taste with that refund. Now, sometimes your dreams can come from just stepping out in faith. And a couple of years ago, my friend Doreen Penner, and you can find her at DoreenPenner.com, invited me to speak at her women's retreat in Manitoba, Canada. And after I prayed about it and I talked to Ray, I believe God gave me the green light, and I did. I accepted, and I went there to Canada. And God told me to take the train coming back now. Riding on a train was one of the things that was on my bucket list. I went to ride on the train, I went to write in my journal on the train, and I went to take pictures, and I also went to eat a meal, a nice meal on the train, and I did all of those things on that trip, so I was able to scratch that off my bucket list, and it was so fun, it was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my whole life. Think about what you want to do this year. What is your vision for 2015? Habakkuk 2.2 says this, Write the vision. Make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. In fact, the Bible says in, uh, oh, I didn't put the verse on here. I'm so sorry. But it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You have to get that, that vision first. And I'll, I'll look up that scripture for you and I'll post it on my blog or my Facebook for you. But you have to get that vision first. You have to know what you want in order to achieve it. So write down what it is that you really want. It can be intangible things. It doesn't have to be traveling or an activity like a fun activity. It can be something like having a deeper walk with God this year, having more intimacy with him. Or maybe it's having a closer relationship with your husband or your child, your children. And you can do that. You can be very specific by saying, this year I want to spend 30 minutes a day in God's Word. At the beginning of this year, I joined the Joyce Meyer Challenge for 30-30. And what it was was 30 minutes a day for 30 days in God's Word, reading and studying His Word and applying it to my life. And that set a very good uh, start to my, my 2015 year and a good new habit for my days. And now I just, if I don't do it, I really miss it. But I've been trying to be very faithful in that every day to have that quiet time with God first thing in the morning when I get up. And it makes such a difference in the way that my day goes. It runs much smoother. Or maybe you can put on your bucket list that you want to have that closer relationship with your spouse. And what you can do as an action step is to make sure that you have at least two dates a month going out alone with your husband or your wife. Or maybe it's your children having a date with your child. Maybe going out to eat twice a month or a couple of times a month 
or doing some other fun activity. I am in a group online that what we do is we set a goal for each week to do something new and something different every week and I just love it. It's so encouraging and it's a very playful group. In fact, the leader of the group, Jennifer Whitten, talks about being a play coach, a creativity coach. And in her group, she has this quote by Gordon Henke, and no, I do not agree with his beliefs, but I thought the quote was very good. I would like to suggest that you grab life by the horns, and do not let life grab you by the horns. You take control of your life, take charge, rise to the divinity within you. And, of course, for us believers, that's Jesus Christ, that's the Holy Spirit who has sealed us. But I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out I have not even really lived. Do you? Don't you want to really live and enjoy your life? I want a good, happy life, and I believe that God wants this for you and me. That he wants us, as his children, to be happy and to be blessed, just like we want our children to be happy. God is ready and waiting to just pour out his blessings on you abundantly. If you will seek his kingdom first and you will obey him. And, you know, he will do that if we ask. Are you asking God for what you want? And I don't mean that God will just give you anything. Like, for example, I would love to have a Volkswagen Beetle Bug, the, the new ones. I think they are so cute. I love them. That's my dream car. But God isn't necessarily going to give that to me. Now, he may. I mean, if I, if I have the faith for it and I save for it and I find one, he may. But you know, God isn't going to give you just everything you want, especially something that he knows is going to be bad for you, that's going to harm you. He's not a genie. He's not a magician. He is God. He's God of all gods, king of all kings. But his word tells us as his children to ask, just like our children ask us. They may say something like, I'm hungry or I need to go somewhere. And then we want to we want to give that to them. We want to give them those good gifts. Psalm 2.8 says this, only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. And the, the Psalms have a little phrase called Selah, S-E-L-A-H, and it means to pause, to think on, to reflect. And I want you to think on that Psalm a minute, Psalm 2-8. Only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the whole earth as your possession. I mean, that is mind-blowing to me. God will give us the nations, and I have asked God for the nations, I asked him for Africa, and I went to Africa. And God will give you the nations as your inheritance. He will put that into your heart, especially if you've got a missions-type calling. And so, and maybe yours isn't that giant or that big. Maybe you don't want to go do missions or go travel, but you want something else in your life. You'd really like to just um, go somewhere locally, or you would like to... Uh, have a new friend in your life. You're lonely. Or maybe you want a spouse. You, you've never been married. God sees those desires in your heart and he wants to grant them to you. Also, Matthew 7, 7 says this, 
Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And we as believers in Christ, we hear these verses. We've heard them a lot in church and with other believers. We hear them, but do we believe these verses? And are we doing it? Are we asking? Are we seeking? Are we knocking? And, you know, if somebody doesn't answer the door and they're knocking on that door, they'll keep knocking on that door. They'll keep ringing that doorbell. I know if if a mailman comes or a mailwoman, they will ring that doorbell or knock until someone answers. Or even something like a pizza delivery person, they will keep knocking or ringing that doorbell. Same thing with us. We need to keep knocking and asking God. The New Living Translation of Matthew 7, 7, that verse is, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. The key is to keep on asking. Don't stop. Now, that ver- that word ask in that verse in Matthew 7, 7, in the strong accordance is the word iteo. And it's spelled A-I-T-E-O. I want to give you a little teaching here. And what it means is to ask, to beg, to call for, to crave, to desire, or to require. Require of God. That is a very powerful word. God's saying, require of me. Require of me and I will give it to you. Ask. And of course, it has to be in alignment with God's will. And the Bible further encourages us in that chapter in Matthew 7, 11, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And I just think that is so encouraging. God is our Father. He's our good Father. Maybe some of you did not have a good father, a good daddy. But God is not like your earthly parent who may have neglected you, never loved you, or even abused you in some way. God is a loving parent. He is good. And he wants to give good things to you. Now, I found this article on Lifehack online. It says, How to Create and Manage Your Bucket List. And I wanted to share this with you. I thought it was so good. And these are tips to make a bucket list. You know, we may wonder, is it productive? Is it a productive use of my time to have a bucket list? Or is it just this big waste of time, this airy-fairy thing that, you know, is real hot and popular online on Facebook? No, it is productive if it's created and managed in a way, the Life Hack article says, that reflects your individual passions, your interests, and your desires. Now, you know, for an example, you might put skydiving on your bucket list just because you heard about somebody skydiving or you know someone who went skydiving. And then on your first dive, you do something wrong wrong, and you fall and you splat and you die. I mean, that's not a very good thing, right? So your bucket list should be, shouldn't be full of impulsive stuff that you pick up as you go along in your life. It shouldn't be like just grabbing a chocolate bar, a Snickers bar, off the display rack. Or it should not be what other people dream of. It should be purposeful. And it should resonate with your dreams and your aspirations, your goals, your purpose in life, what God is wanting you to do. 
So here's the tips. Number one, make sure that you get satisfaction and joy from your day-to-day -day stuff. Do you enjoy your everyday life? And you know, Joyce Meyer has um, a ministry called Enjoying Everyday Life. And I highly recommend that you check out her books and watch her videos. I just love Joyce. She's so encouraging. God has done amazing things in her life and she just has so much wisdom to impart to people. But the Bible says in Nehemiah 8.10, and Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God wants you to have joy. He wants you to be happy. And, of course, there's a, a difference between joy and happiness because Happiness can be fleeting, and joy is much more permanent. Joy, it, it is so deep. It's joy is having that joy, ha having that gladness of heart, that hope, and that peace, even in the midst of the worst storms in your life. And if you're going through a test right now, if you're going through a trial, you can still have that joy because remember your joy is in God. Your trust and faith is in God and not in your circumstances. God can completely blow away those circumstances in your life that are so devastating. Remember that Jesus spoke peace to the winds and the waves when he was on the boat with the disciples. So the joy of the Lord is your strength and make sure that you're getting satisfaction and happiness out of your everyday life, out of the day-to-day -day stuff. Number two is don't buy into your ideas and turn them into goals right away or put them immediately on your bucket list. If you weigh them carefully, then you can improve or replace or cancel those things while enhancing your overall life. Let me give you an example. You want a horse. You've always wanted a horse. You love horses. You've loved horses since you were a little girl. Most, most girls, most women love horses. But maybe it's not practical for you to buy one because maybe you live in a two-bedroom apartment in New York in the city. So instead, what you can do is take horseback riding lessons. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make it a goal to eventually buy a horse, if that's really what you want to do. But you need to be practical. Number three is to make a plan and enjoy the process. Planning is not optional. And I love this. I love that Lifehack said this. Have a plan. You have to plan your life. You can't have an accidental life. You have to have a purposeful life to get the most out of it. You're not a victim. And even if you were victimized, say like if you were sexually abused in childhood or gang raped or just something horrible happened to you, like one woman I know, her house burned down. Even if you were a victim of some kind of tragic circumstance, God can heal and restore everything the locusts have eaten. And as Zig Ziglar and Sandy Krakowski said, you are a winner. You're a champion. You are an overcomer in Christ. 
God doesn't want you just to be a victim. He wants you to overcome and he wants to empower you and in fact do so much in your life that he turns that situation around 180 to where your testimony defeats Satan and the blood of Jesus. So you have to plan and set goals and dreams to achieve them. Number four is review your bucket list a lot. Make sure you still want to do it. Hold on just a second. Let me take a drink. I've been really pushing water lately. I just need to drink more water. So anyway, the bucket list, it, you know, make sure that you still want to do what is on your bucket list. Check it once in a while. The, I promise you the bucket list police are not going to come and get you and arrest you. <laughs> your bucket list should still be flexible. Don't be a slave to your lips. You know, don't let this turn into some legalistic thing where you have to check off everything on your lips. Be open. Be open to change. Be, um, be pliable. Be pliable clay in the potter's hands. The point is to have fun with this, to be happy, and to glorify God with your good life. God wants you to have fun, and you don't want it to turn into legalism or something you have to do because that just, that just blows away the whole point of it. So make sure that when you're checking, when you do things on this list, that you then add more fun things, and your list can just grow year by year. For example, after you take that pottery wheel class, maybe you can take another type of class, a painting class or something a sculpting class, or maybe you want to visit northeast United States, like in the main area, which is very beautiful, by the way. I've got friends that were from the area, and I visited Maine several years ago when I had a job as a flight attendant. I flew there one weekend. I used my flight attendant benefits to fly free, and I went there to look at some lighthouses and just toured the area and go to the ocean go to the, the coast. It was absolutely beautiful. And so you can do new things. Keep adding those to your bucket list. I was sharing with you about this group that I'm in on Facebook, this private group, where each week we do one new thing. And that's the goal to try something new and something different. And I encourage you to do that too. A lot of times people will get in their comfort zones or they'll get set in their ways as they're growing older. They're afraid to venture out. And I want to encourage you not to have fear and to step out in faith and to begin having adventures in your life. And that doesn't mean you have to go across the world to Africa or to Australia or to China. But it does mean stepping outside of your comfort zone and then you will, you will personally develop. It will stretch you. And it will give you incredible stories to share with people. It will be a testimony to people. You'll have fun. You'll meet new people. And it, it's just amazing what God do, does through those new things. Number five is to find ways to make your goal more meaningful. And if you write on the list to go to the beach this year or snow skiing in Colorado, Ask a group of friends. Consider asking your friends to go with you and pitch in for that beach house 
or pitch in for that ski resort lodge. And that way you can divide the, the expenses of the trip. When you're with other people, when you're having those experiences with other people, your family, your friends, it makes it that much more meaningful. Now, I do believe that sometimes you just need to get away alone by yourself or do something uh, on your own. So that helps you to grow as a person. But you want to also involve your family and your friends so they can savor those good times with you. Number six is document and share your list so others can enjoy it. And my Facebook friend, Christina Pilkington, is in Costa Rica right now with her family. And she's been sharing on Facebook all these amazing pictures of palm trees, a tour at a coffee factory, and her husband and her kids doing a zip line. And I, I read this on the article by Lifehacks. If life is worth living, it ought to be worth living. I'm sorry, let me start over. If life is worth living, it ought to be worth writing about. So commit to some of these planning steps to writing. Share your pictures. Write about what you're doing. Let others share in this with you and enjoy it. I really love watching Christina's pictures on Facebook. And I said, I told her, I'm so envious. But, you know, I've got a bucket list too. So make your bucket list. Put down those big dreams in your heart. Write them down. It, it's important to actually write these things down. I believe when we write things down, it's not that writing is has its own special power, but it's kind of like it cements it in your mind and heart. It's, it's like it helps you to make that commitment to make it happen, to place its importance and to get it down in black and white so you see what it is that you really want in your life. Number seven is don't get obsessed with big retail goals. You don't have to tell everybody your bucket list. You're not required to share your secret dreams and goals with other people if you don't want to. And Lifehack suggests that you identify your public and your private goals and you keep quiet about the private ones. Those are just between you and God. And one tip it said is to the financial goals are usually the ones to keep quiet. But you can celebrate your private goals, your private accomplishments as you accomplish them, as you do them, just as you would your public goals and your public dreams. But they don't have to be big and flashy. For example, this week, this past week, I posted on Facebook, I lost two pounds. Yay! And of course, I've got a lot more to go, but that two, goal, that two pounds off me is an accomplishment. Number eight. Hold on just a second. Number eight. Make sure your goals are consistent with who you are. This is your bucket list. Now, maybe you want to go to Paris, but you might want to go alone with your husband for a romantic getaway instead of going with some expensive tour group that's going to go to all these touristy places. One example I can give you is that when Ray and I visited Israel several years ago, which was one of my big things on my bucket list, 
It was my dream come true. I cried going into Jerusalem. I cried coming out because God had made my dream come true. And I had a powerful experience with God at the Wailing Wall where God just met me there as I prayed and I just thanked him for sending me to Israel for giving me that dream. But one of the things that we did over there was we got a tour guide and he, who, who was a native of the land. He, he was a Jew who knew all the land and could show us all the important historic sites as well as places that the tourist group, those big tourist groups like on buses, don't normally go. And one place we went was this restaurant and it was just fabulous. We got hummus, we got pita bread, olives. It was a traditional Israel meal. It was so good. Now, I know there's places all over Israel where you can get that, but this place was not a place that was usually on the tourist attractions. So we got to see a lot more there of the real life there, the real culture with a tour guide. He even took us to his personal home to show us what his house was like. So it was just really neat to be able to do that. Make sure your goals fit with who you are and what you want to do with your life. And this is from Ecclesiastes 9.9. It says, enjoy life with the woman or the man whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given to you under the sun. For this is your reward in life and in your toil in which you have labored under the sun. God wants you to enjoy your life. So I would encourage you, maybe you've never done a bucket list before, or maybe you've done one and you're discouraged and you think, what's the use? I would encourage you to dream new dreams for 2015, to write down that bucket list, to write down what it is you really want to see happen this year, you really want to do, uh, you really want to change. This can be a different year in your life, and you've probably heard that before, but I really believe that as we ask God, as we seek Him, as we put His kingdom first, we, we put God first in our lives, God will see those desires and dreams in our heart, and He will answer us in great and mighty ways. We just need to have faith and trust and obey Him. So I hope this was an encouraging word for you today. This is Beth at Betchins.net. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Betchins.net. I'm also on Twitter at Beth M. Jones. And you can also subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. I pray this is blessed and encourage you today. I'm just going to pray to wrap things up. God, I just pray that you would seal this word in our heart, that you love us that you have a great plan for our lives, a purpose. And God, you also want to bless us and us to enjoy our lives. God, I just pray that um, you would bless this listener with the desires of his or her heart according to your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Bye-bye.